sitting up on a stand in a dress that, and it was just a dress that like she had came with. I just put it on her, you know, it's like the end of the night. And he's like, oh, he's like holding it. Oh, did you do this one? I'm like, no, no, that's the one she came with. I just don't like them to be naked overnight. I'm a pal presents. Cosplay every day. Everyday Rogue, a time capsule for cosplayers. Hey, Shigas. Everyday Rogue here on It's Like a Podcast or Whatever. We're taking a look at canceled convention culture. With the coronavirus global pandemic, large gatherings are banned and conventions are canceled. But congoers have a particular kind of resiliency. So we're checking in on our fellow cosplayer friends to find out what they've been up to during this quarantine and beyond. And with us now to continue the conversation in our series is Kristen Hun. Welcome. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Yay, I'm really excited too. So so tell us what your typical cosplay convention other stuff. What does that look like uh, before pandemic? Well, I've been in the cosplay community for a few years now. Um, I started off just um, just as a just as a looker, just attending and looking at other people's cosplays. Moved on a to looker. cosplaying myself. You started I as to, a looker. I started off as like a looky loo, like a people watcher. <laughs> just had to go and watch, go as in normal clothes and point at everybody and be like, "That is really cool. That is really cool." But um, then I got into cosplay for my own self and was immediately hooked. Mm. Um, I've been a part of a couple of different volunteer groups over the years. Um, right now I'm actually, um, as of a couple of years ago, living in the Austin, Texas area and for cosplay volunteerism, I'm doing, um, part of an organization called Saber Guild, which is an international, um, organization. It's kind of like the 501st and Rebel Legion. It's a sister organization to those. Um, okay. And what it is, is it's the lightsaber combat choreography division. Wow, um, that so sounds super doing... fancy. <laughs> we, we pretend laser sword fight. That's what we call it. Um, <laughs> but, it's um... actually kind of real though, right? Oh yeah, you can actually get hurt. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> see? Just of the... see? It's not fake, it's predetermined. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's actually, it's weirdly like pro wrestling. <laughs> yes, we In love pro way. wrestling here. So oh good good same though yes. same though but it's it's very much like that where we have a, a story that we tell and we get the kids involved and it's been this wonderful wonderful thing and so a lot of my convention time since I've come out here um, has been working with that organization um, so not just conventions but also community events like you mentioned it's not just the convention life the community yeah. events all those sorts of gatherings so. I still do some cosplay on my own, um, separate. I've made, you know, tried to make trips back out east to Fan Expo, Boston to see some of my East Coast friends um, and do that. But a lot of my convention life has been volunteering with Saber Guild. Um, the Central Texas Temple, as they call it, is Jakku Temple. So we are one of several around the world. Um, we're about 800 members strong internationally. 
Wow. Um, I want to say about 30 or so in the Austin area. And um, so we've been doing fundraisers, you know, um, at conventions, we'll do shows for the kids, which is so much fun because the kids get quote unquote trained with foam sabers and then the bad guys oh attack gosh. and the good guys defend them. And it's, it's totally a ton of fun to get the kids into the Star Wars experience. And that's we raise awesome. money for a good cause while we're at it. So that's been most of my convention time. I want to say like 90% of my convention time and cosplay time has been as a bad guy. I'm the Sith. So it's been wow. being a bad guy and, and having a lot of fun with that. Nice. <laughs> nice. So, so how, how frequent was that? Like, was it every month or? A couple times a month. Um, we could be doing, wow. we could be doing a couple events in a weekend, depending. I think there was one year they did like 50 something events, not every weekend, but Wow. You know, if they do something on Friday, something on Sunday. Yeah, it was very busy. There was, it was a lot because conventions, yes, like big conventions like we're used to, but also um, parades, also any sort of like community events. We did um, the, the cancer walk, one of the cancer walk, Relay for Life. That took me a second. We did Relay for Life. There's a thing out here called Wiener Dog Races that the Lions Club hosts. It's literally wiener dog races. It's unbelievable. And we got to, we get to come and perform there and have a little setup there. And so we were doing stuff all the time, baseball games, all sorts of things. So it's always get in costume, go do the show, get in costume, go do the show again, you know, for the kids. And so that's, that was, um, that's been a lot of the time and it's been time well spent. Yeah. So what was the last event that your group put on? Um, well, we didn't put it on, but we were a part of it in February. We did Kids and Teens Comic Con. It's in Round Rock, Texas. Aww. It's actually held at the high school, which I've never been to a convention held at a high school building before. Huh. But that's what they've been doing. They do it. They set it up like in the hallways and the cafeteria. And like we used, they closed off the stage and we used the stage as like our private performance room. Um, and we were apparently an attraction, quite the attraction there. They actually did reserved bookings for our kids training because we can only fit so many kids in and so we were busy all day with shows and photo ops and such like that so it was it was a convention it was a smaller convention but a really really awesome local one to be a part of and so that was the last thing we as a group I believe did before the pandemic shut everything down Um, but we've had a lot of other stuff on our schedule that got canceled other conventions other you know other events like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So take us through your reactions to those cancellations. Um, it's obviously disappointing. I mean, mm-hmm. for me personally, when I came out here, I moved out from Massachusetts to Texas and I knew, you know, maybe two different, maybe two households of people and that was it. I knew I wanted to get back involved in cosplay volunteerism. Um, potential. Well, I said I knew I wanted to at least attempt it. Obviously, it comes with its problems um, at different times from different organizations. So I at least wanted to explore my options. And I knew, um, as a chronically ill individual, that chronic illness can be very isolating, as well as moving, you know, to a new place can be very isolating. Definitely. So I wanted to combat that directly. And so that's. So I always looked at my work with like Saber Guild and getting out and doing cosplay things as me being proactive about my mental health. So like, that was my plan. Like, okay, I'm going to be isolated a lot of times because I'm chronically ill because I have bad days, but I'm going to make a point where I'm going to connect with these people and do these things when I'm able to 
keep me out in the community, out among people, positive, you know, some positive associations going on. So losing conventions has been disappointing just in general because I love them. But mm -hmm. on another level, it's been a little bit distressing because that was what I was actively doing. One of the things I was actively doing to take care of my mental health. It's not the only thing, you know, medication, proper professional help. But I knew that what I was, I knew that it was helping a certain thing that I knew I wouldn't be able to get that help in that way while the pandemic was going on. I mean, I understand why they're obviously canceling and I agree with it. Um, I'm one of the people that takes the pandemic quite seriously. And mm -hmm. so I absolutely would not want them to go on. Um, I also selfishly would not want them to go on and then me have to force myself to sit it out <laughs> um, if other people yeah. felt comfortable. Because right. that, I mean, I would, I would do that. I would, I would have to sit it out and I would hate to do that, but I would. So it's kind of makes it easier for me if they take the, take the greater responsibility and, um, and do that. So it's been, it's been disappointing and a little bit, a little bit like, all right, what's next? What are we going to do? You know, mm. cause now it's like, okay, well maybe we'll do something by September. Huh? Maybe next February, maybe, you know, like that, that, that hopeful kind of keeps getting pushed back a little bit. Yeah. Like, you know, then each one cancels and you're just like, okay, yeah, all right, well, maybe by next, nope, I guess not. <laughs> so right, right. it's been, it's been, it's been a little bit of a roller coaster, I think, for a lot of people with all their things. Yeah, you make such an excellent point about mental health. Um, and this is something that I really love about our community, um, because mm -hmm. I think it's part of what what makes us so great and so open to a lot of things um, that people do use the the cosplay convention community as a coping skill uh, for everyday mm -hmm. life. So, so without it, um, it can be really hard. Mm -hmm. um, Definitely. So, so what have you been doing to to cope during this time to to really feed your your cosplay spirit? Well, I have been working on some cosplay as I got inspired earlier in the quarantine. Um, so I, you know, started a new one that I had, you know, from scratch. I'm about 95% done with it. And of course, now I have no motivation to finish the last 5% because oh, no. I don't know when it's going to be ready because <laughs> it's not the way things go. Yeah. Um, so I'm trying. So there's, that was the early phase was trying to be like, all right, I'm going to get ready. I'm going to have new stuff so that when the con season finally does open, I'm going to have new stuff. I know I'm going to want these things ready. I won't have to worry about it. Try to do your homework in advance, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so I definitely tried that for a while and I'll probably still end up back on that as, you know, as the mood strikes me. But the big thing I've been doing is I've got into crafting in a different way because I always like trying new crafts is that I actually started using my cosplay skills on doll make like doll clothing making rather than on making clothing for myself. So um, I have a friend who is um, also in the cosplay community who introduced me to a concept. It's a, called a smart doll. It's a Japanese company, produces very beautiful work. And the, the dolls are a very particular dimension. So you can't just like go to Target and pick up doll clothes for it. It's not, it's just not, they're just not compatible. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people will make clothes for them themselves. So I decided like, that sounds like that would be a lot of fun is basically what it boiled down to. Wow. Um, and so it just, I just, I, I'm kind of shrugging here, sitting here. Like I just sort of decided to give it a try because it sounded like it might be kind of fun. And so I picked up a, not a smart doll, but I picked up a smaller couple of dolls to try it out a little bit. And I go, yeah, this is a lot of fun. Eventually invested in the really nice, pretty doll. 
Um, and I've been creating clothing based on either from patterns from other people or creating some patterns for myself and just been kind of having fun taking pictures and, you know, and uh, kind of exploring a different avenue. It still has me sewing an awful lot. <laughs> so. Yeah, this is, okay, this has been so cool and I've totally geeked out about your doll <laughs> stuff because it's so unique. Like I would have never thought of that. Like I, the thought would just not have crossed my mind. So, I would not have either <laughs> until I saw someone else doing it. I'm like, that looks like fun. I wonder if that would be fun. And it's <laughs> Let's totally, try. I've now, I've now, the snowball is just going down the hill and we're just, it's a lost cause. So it so, is fun I mean, then. Doing this. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. It's so much fun. They're good little models. Oh. Um, it's also, I think, it's kind of becoming the quarantine attachment thing where it's like, all right, you know, I'm making friends over here with the doll. Oh, <laughs> it's like your Wilson. Sin. Yes, exactly. <laughs> They're becoming like my Wilson. It's like, it's like, you gotta, you know, I, I gotta, like I was one night, I was, um, my husband's very supportive of my, of my cosplay and my, you know, crafting. And he, so I would show him what I'm making. And one night he comes into my workroom and one of my dolls is sitting up on a stand in a dress that, and it was just a dress that like she had came with. I just put it on her, you know, it's like the end of the night. And he's like, oh, he's like holding it. Like, oh, did you do this one? I'm like, no, no, that's the one she came with. I just don't like them to be naked overnight. And she's like, oh my gosh, I'm getting too attached. <laughs> I'm treating them like Toy Story and thinking like they're coming alive at night. Like if they come alive oh at night, gosh. she's going to be so embarrassed. <laughs> All the other figurines are going to laugh at her. So, oh so I gosh. definitely had my Wilson moment. Um, I love them. that so much. I'm but so there glad. is, it's a nice way to get the clothing making out because it's, you know, it's nice because I don't have to torture a person to stand there. They can stand there with their arms <laughs> out all I want. Um, the the photography is really fascinating. Like if you go on Instagram and like doll photography, people really get into it and they get some beautiful imagery. With That's them a as their thing. Models. Doll photography. It's a thing. Wow. Yeah, on Instagram. And I mean, huh. there's some beautiful, really cool, you know, with the lighting and the take them to different locations. And it's just like the coolest. It's fun to try to capture the image. It just your model is inanimate as opposed to a person. So, yeah. Um, and it's also nice because they take a lot less fabric. So, right? it's definitely s s um, helping the cosplay budget. You don't um, have to worry about social distancing either, like right. No mask wearing. I've not made them any masks. I've not gotten that far into the okay. spiral down that far. <laughs> don't worry. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh! But it's uh yeah, it's been it's been a nice kind of way, and it's been nice to social media wise to share because like you know you saw them and we're enjoying them people have been really responsive and i'm really actually incredibly surprised people have been so responsive be like what's going on with Kristen now what's she up to oh gosh <laughs> but but it's been like a positive thing to share where it's like yeah. hey the world's a total mess right now i made this pretty thing what do you think you know and even people that maybe don't understand cosplay will understand that you know will understand right. clothing you know like if people of, of any of any age group is all kind of reacting to it it's it's been a nice kind of positivity thing just like i'm gonna go out and makes me go out in the sunshine and take pictures and yeah it's been uh it's been a good outlet so yeah it's that's been, been my awesome. current obsession <laughs> Yeah, I've totally geeked out. I think what really had me was when one of the fabric you used was from like, a, 
you know, a little baby clothing, yes, but it was the same it. shirt my daughter had. And I was like, oh, my <laughs> daughter has that same shirt. I know exactly the pattern that is. And I was like, Kristen probably thinks I'm crazy. No, <laughs> that was awesome. Cause one of the things I did, because it's so small. Okay. So the doll I'm typically dressing for right now is about two feet tall. So she's not like an American girl's or a bride doll. It's bigger than that, but still small. They're very narrow and they're very things. So mm. I only need a little bit of fabric. And you also want all the prints to be tiny because they're tiny. It's like miniature. Mm -hmm. So I went into the kids section at Goodwill. And I went through the Goodwill fabric, you know, things. And I was just shopping for the fabric. So I found that. And it had all the little little gathers on it and the little things. I made pants out of the sleeves. I made skirt and yeah. dress out of the things. It's, it's a lot of fun. And that's been a lot of fun, just creativity. Creative wise, it's not creating a character, but the idea of kind of solving a sewing puzzle has been has been you know a lot of fun. That's so cool, so so oh, cool. Thanks. <laughs> I yeah, I just love it. So listeners, please check out uh, this awesome doll. What what's the doll's name? Oh, um, my doll is called Melody. Um, I have it's she's on Instagram on her own Instagram because oh, I'm that person. That's um, awesome. At smart life is my doll specific Instagram where there will be gratuitous pictures of my smart doll. Awesome. So yeah, she, well, because you know, she needs her own Instagram because absolutely know, because yeah. my poor cosplay Instagram would be just flooded right now. <laughs> so I decided to create its own and, uh, just like, just like, um, just like most anything, there's an Instagram community for it out there. So there's lots yeah. of people doing that. Lots of interesting photography and, one of the things I found really fascinating about it as a cosplayer is that um, I never, I joined it thinking this would be fun to make clothing. I'd like to make a few like kind of spec outfits for cosplays that I don't necessarily want to wear myself, but I would like to create and put into the world. So it's like, I don't feel comfortable wearing this or I feel like no one would get it if I went to a con floor, maybe one person, which for me, I like connecting with people over cosplays. So mm -hmm. For I know it's not for everyone, but for me, having like something that's really obscure that no one gets isn't as fun for me as having something that people go, oh, yeah. So right. my more obscure ones, it's like, I don't want to make this full-sized person thing with yards and yards of fabric, and no one's going to get it. But if I make it with a little half yard of fabric and put it on Tumblr or Instagram and tag it appropriately, people who get that joke or that image are going to understand it. That seems like a much more responsible way to to get that image out there. <laughs> it's like economically responsible way. Yeah, <laughs> and, you that, know. that's a great way to put so, that. <laughs> so it's like that's a little save the cosplay money for the other stuff and just yeah. do the little half things. So I I came into it kind of with a cosplayer's mentality, and then I get into the community and I realize that people are buying and dressing dolls according to characters that they've either created or that they want to mimic. So people are cosplaying by proxy, basically, wow. with, these, with these dolls. I, I never thought of that because I hear people say, like, oh, yeah, I, she's going to be this elf character named so-and-so, and I need to change out her eyes so she looks like this and that. It's exactly cosplay. It's exactly the same. It's just on a different, on an inanimate object versus on their own bodies. So wow. I've definitely discovered, I found, I found another group of people that we need to draw into the community. <laughs> Yes, that is so cool. <laughs> we need to get doll people in because they totally right? understand good fabric and 
good characters and the value of you know the right hairstyle and wig so yeah 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 you're right we do need to bring that into the community i could picture like you know boots about that there could be yeah um there's a big tie-in with the anime community which is also tied into the con community i mean there's there's so many things there yeah there could be panels about it yeah yeah that's so cool so so what tips do you have for for cosplayers you know during this time specifically and also like what if they want to get involved in the doll stuff like right okay (laughs) i realize it's not for everyone but um my biggest thing was i was looking at it this way it's like this is going to end at some point it may not end as quick as we want it to but mm-hmm. this pandemic thing will end we will someday we'll be back on a con floor looking around going wow we're back mm. i don't know how long that's going to be i know we all wish it was sooner than later but i would say is just to get ready because i don't know about you or, or anyone listening but i felt like i'm gonna have to readjust my energy levels for cons again once we get out and have to be social Mm-hmm. So when suddenly all the cons start opening up, we are going to be exhausted people going to all these things again. And probably the last thing you want to do is con crunch on top of getting used to being in the middle of the con life again. So mm-hmm. get ready, like make all your stuff now, you know, with that in mind. And it also keeps us future focused on the fact that, yes, I will wear this. It will open up, you know, and it's going to, it's all going to happen and it's all going to hit the fan and we're all going to want to do things together. So let's get all the costumes ready so we can just go, yes, new costume, put it on and go, you know, or yeah, I finally repaired it, put it on and go, you know, um, I would say just stay future focused. We don't know when it is. And that's the hardest part. I realized that early on is it would be a lot easier to get through all this quarantine stuff if we could say, all right, by X day, we only have this many days left. We only have, but we can't, and it keeps the rules keep changing on us. And, um, that's like the hardest thing. That's something I learned from chronic illness too. Sometimes the rules keep changing on you and that's the hardest part because you get used to something and then it, the rug goes out from under you. Suddenly that thing that was in November is canceled too. And then, mm-hmm. so just keep future focused. It will happen, you know? Yes. Um, and yeah, find weird ways, I guess, to use, to use your cosplay skills. I, I've almost made a hobby of trying out different hobbies um, that's awesome just to, i love that just to kind of see like i wonder if that's fun and give it a try um and you know i think a lot of cosplayers cosplay is a lot of problem solving it's a lot of art it's a lot of it's it's so many things that i love so much and i feel mm-hmm. like a lot of people probably sell themselves short in what they're capable of outside the cosplay community if they were to take their skills that they've learned and apply them um, elsewhere and just surprise themselves with what they can do. Cause I know there's, so, you, you know, this too, that there's so many creative people and so many talented people that, you know, that I don't think they even know half their worth is how, how much they have to give. So I think there's a lot out there. The internet's a good thing. I'm so grateful that we haven't gone through this pandemic in 2020 and not 1918. Um, yes. so we can connect, you know, with things, you know, with making videos and, sharing pictures of what we're doing and things um mm-hmm. you wanted information about doll stuff um i would say just look up start looking up stuff on instagram and on facebook about doll collecting and um specifically i've been into the like i said the smart s-m-a-r-t doll community which has been a specific community but um it does cross over with others there's a lot of fun stuff there a lot of creativity to be had um i mean if you really want to know more stuff you can hit me up on the instagram that um we put out there but i mean i'm no expert i just kind of started poking around and searching and 
um, you know, trying to make friends with people and just kind of see what I could, what I could learn from what people were saying and, uh, just play with it. Just try it. It's a lot of fun. You could get a doll from Savers that, you know, I've got a couple, I got one that I got from Savers and one of those little bags of yeah. things. It was like a discard <laughs> doll. I'm going to probably repaint it and dress it at some point, but I mean, it was like, you know, two ninety nine. you know, so I mean, right. you can, you can, you can start from the beginning and just go, I just want to play with this and see if this is any fun, yeah. you know? You can be economically responsible. Exactly. <laughs> oh gosh, I always get teased for being the most adult in our group, in my in my Overwatch team. This is not going to help. Oh, well, this is awesome. You have hit on some amazing points. Um, oh, thank you. You know, yeah, yeah. Just the the um, the try it. The um, the you know you are you are worthy. You're you're worth more than you you probably you probably think. You're you're there's creativity in our community, um, and uh, and get ready, get ready for mm -hmm. for what's coming. That's great. It's going to happen. It will yeah. happen. It'll take a while, but it will happen. You know we have to we have to keep believing that. It's it's so easy to not believe that when it just keeps going and going. But there will be a time we look back and. Or, you know, I'm looking forward to that day, whenever that day is, when I'm going to be on a con floor, busy doing something with Saber Guild or something, and I'm going to stop and look around and realize we're back. I don't know when that's going to be, but I know that moment is coming, and I'm holding on to that for the, for the, for the long haul here. Yeah. So we're staying future focused. That was the yes. thing said. Future focused. Yes. Excellent. Oh, yes. So... Give us all the plugs. Where can we find every your... plug? All right. Yes, all of them. Okay. Well, we'll start with, I guess, my basic one is my Instagram, um, which I love making friends on the internet. <laughs> um, it sounds like a terrible thing to say, but it's true. I love making internet friends and stuff, talking about cosplay and any sort of creative thing. So please hit me up. Uh, my Instagram, it's, it's Tenny, but there's hyphens in there. So it's ITS underscore. T-E-N-N-Y underscore. It's underscore Tenny underscore. Rather than use Chris for Kristen, I use Ten. So Tenny, it's Tenny. Okay. So that's my, that's my gamer <laughs> handle and stuff. So um, I, I actually have someone who calls me Ten on my gaming group. Um, but so that's my Instagram. My other one is smart doll life with periods in between. Smart dot doll dot life. And that's, that's all doll things. It's just started up. So it's a little smaller. Um, if you want to know more about Saber Guild as an organization, as a volunteerism organization, saberguild.org is a great place to go. And that's just the general international club. Um, mine is my particular temple. If you want to see pictures of what we've done and things like that specifically, it's Jakku Temple. So if you search Saber Guild Jakku Temple, Jakku being like Ray's home planet, Jakku. Um, most of them are named after locations. It's fantastic. Um, that's the Austin area, Central Texas one. So um, we're on Instagram and Facebook and all those things. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I should be <laughs> should be plugging, but that's the that's I think the big ones I can think of is my organization that I'm very grateful to be a part of myself and the hobbies. Perfect. So. Perfect. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Kristen, for joining us and telling us all thank about- Thank you for having me. Yeah. Yeah. This has been amazing. Live from an undisclosed location in a basement in New York City, it's me, Crank, ruler, well, mayor of Dimension X and the producer of the hottest new pod in that dimension or this one, 
The Shredhead Pod, starring the Blasian Betty, aka Google Chrome Dome, aka Ado Nobu Hagen, aka my best friend, Oroku Saki, aka The Shredder. And we put aside our differences with the Ninja Turtles to be your weekly source of hot takes, sports, and entertainment news. Stay all the way and hear who Saki is named as his Cretan of the Week, and find something valuable in the Shred Commendations. So we'll see you on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever your pods are cast. The Shredhead Pod is a member of the Hyphen Podcast Group. It is Don, a.k.a. Dexby Entertainment. Welcome! Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? Good. I'm so, 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 so honored that you are here. Um, I'm actually happy to be here. I haven't haven't talked to you in a while, actually. It's been quite a bit of time. It has been, it has been. And you have been up to some pretty cool stuff, but before we get into all that, um, so take us through, you know, before the pandemic, what did your typical cosplay convention life look like? Um, well, I, uh, normally I would go to conventions. Um, I wouldn't be found on the floor browsing through like comic books or anything like that. It was, it was really mainly for the, the cosplay. I mean, obviously I took a break every now and then and bruise the floor and see what there was. And, uh, but mainly I would, you know, go to conventions, even small conventions, uh, you know, just to uh, see old friends to, and to meet up with people um, to do projects. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not a typical cosplayer um, in the regards of like, um, you know, generally with, typically with cosplay is, you know, as a fan, you have a character, you like that character, so you, you make a costume. And then you go and you go to a convention and you, you know, take pictures with people and things like that. And then, uh, you know, you buy some comic books and you go home and it's a great day, you know. But yeah. um, for, for me, cosplay was more of a theatrical thing. Mm. Um, so <clears throat> I didn't want to just necessarily make and put on a costume and, you know, pose for a couple of pictures. I wanted to do um, a lot more with it um, mm-hmm. as far as like performance and acting. So, I mean, uh, I'm, a, I'm a thespian. Um, so yeah, so like that's, that's kind of always been there. And when I decided to start cosplaying, you know, I really like, uh, I, one of my first jobs, uh, I grew up in Orlando, Florida. So one of my first jobs working at the theme parks, I worked at both Universal and Disney. Um, I did a lot of performance there. I did some of the characters. I did Scooby-Doo and SpongeBob were two of the characters that I did, um, over at Universal. That is so cool. I didn't know that. that was it's it's brutal in 98 degree weather but it is definitely rewarding with the kids and things like that yeah like, so. yeah do they have like fans inside the costumes i guess i oh, always no, thought not at all. oh um, no <laughs> scooby-doo, scooby-doo is basically just wearing one big giant rug uh, oh my gosh with and, all the technology um, we have we can't figure out a way to like take care well, of people in the costumes I mean, I, you know, now maybe they, you know, the, well, the SpongeBob one was just a big rubber box. So oh um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure you could probably get a fan up in there. That probably wouldn't be difficult. But this is also we're talking about like 20 years ago. So, OK, OK. It's not like, um, you know, it's, it's not like things couldn't have changed. But at the time, no. Um, instead, it was a cake job because I would work 
eight out out of eight hours, I would only work like, uh, you know, three hours. The rest of the time I was on break, you'd go out for like a half hour set and then you go okay. sit in an air conditioned trailer for like an hour and a half and you go back out for another 20 minutes. Yeah. So it was, it was really nice. Yeah. But that didn't thwart you from the experience. Like that was, no, it was still fine. <laughs> okay. So when I, when I started cosplaying, like, you know, I really wanted to do that thing again. Like I didn't want to just put on the costume. Like when I went out to a convention and, and people want to take a picture with me, I want to give them an experience. So, mm. you know, any character that I picked up, um, you know, I would put extensive time uh, learning anything I could to become that character. Uh, would it be, um, you know, from accents uh, to, um, you know, if they had a particular, if they were a, a fighting character, if they had a particular fighting style, I would, you know, and I wasn't familiar with it, you know, I would start to study it and teach myself because one of the things I actually love most about cosplay is that like the, the approach that I took, I got to teach myself uh, anything. And in, and in this age, I mean, I'm, I'm old enough to remember, you know, before, you know, the internet was even a thing. And um, I remember learning the internet when it first came out. And, <laughs> You know, now you just have information at the, 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 the touch of your fingertips. I mean, it's really, it's really crazy, like the information that's out there that you can get. Mm -hmm. You can teach yourself anything, you know, yes. from cooking to martial arts just by watching uh, instructional videos and uh, reading, uh, you know, threads and things like that. Mm -hmm. So, um, uh, so I wanted to give any, basically anybody I came in contact with an experience. So, um, for instance, one of the first characters I ever did was, you know, Awesome Asara Toby. Um, and that was before I decided to actually start cosplaying. It was like two years before. I just did it because at the time I was a competitive card gamer. And I would oh. go to Anime Next, actually was my first convention. Um, and I would go there just to basically make a lot of money through cards because I was really good at trading and stuff. Wow, okay. Um, uh, so, but one day I, I decided one time I went, I wanted to, you know, I'm like, I heard about cosplay and of course me being a, you know, a, a artistic person, I'm like, this actually sounds kind of cool. So, uh, I, you know, I had the resemblance of Osmo, you know, very heavy and it's something that I've been told before. So I'm like, let me do this. So I decided to wear that for a day and it was fun. And then later on, when I first started to cosplay, the first character I picked up and I wanted to do because he's been one of my favorites was Gambit and everybody knows my Gambit and. Um, it's phenomenal I, like I spent, the best. I spent a, I spent about six months um, well actually technically I spent three months learning how to throw cards uh, every night like my my apartment at the time was just covered in cards all over the corner, <laughs> along the walls because it was just like constant throwing um, and then um, you know I I had taken martial arts when I was younger um, I never got around to the staff and the staff was always my favorite it was it wasn't a weapon that I had been taught before I had stopped. So I decided this was the perfect opportunity to finally learn this weapon that I, you know, had such a passion for since I was a kid. Um, and, you know, I spent a really good year, year and a half before I took it to, you know, do my first performance with it. Um, and, um, you know, that's basically, but that's basically what I say that, you know, is I'm a little different, you know, it's not just enough to, to build a costume, and take pictures. You know, like if, if a kid comes up to me and, you know, his favorite character is like, you know, Gambit or his favorite character is Casey Jones from like the Ninja Turtles. Mm -hmm. You know, I really want him to feel like he, you know, he met that person. Right. You know, I met this one, I met this one woman. Um, she still follows me to this day and it's been, you know, years since I've seen her, um, you know, but, you know, I met her at a convention and, 
she was like in literal tears because Gambit was like one of her favorites and she never sees him and stuff like that. And it was like an experience and, you know, she was like all giddy and, you know, like excited. And, you know, you could tell like, you'd be surprised when you see like a 40 year old man break down in tears because you brought back memories from his childhood. And he's like mm. sitting here talking to like his childhood hero. And it's just, you know, it's, it's so much more of a rewarding experience when you can give that to people, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I love yeah, I love this description you're giving us because I feel like we've, you know, we've just thrown around this word in this series like cosplay. What is cosplay? Well, what you described, it's cosplay. It's a costume plus play. We're 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 giving them that experience. Uh, you're you're actually becoming that character and the work that you've you put into that. That's just uh, that's incredible and that's that's the essence of what we do in cosplay. Yeah, absolutely. Excellent. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you. So, um, so within a typical year, like how many conventions or events would you do normally? Um, the first couple of years, uh, like at least like the first two years. Um, so I originally started cosplaying because, um, after my son was born, you know, my wife and I were trying to find, you know, it's difficult being new parents and stuff like that. It's, you know, it's work home and the kid, you know, and, mm -hmm. and we become stagnant. And it was like, all right, so let's find something, you know, we were both creative, both artsy. So like, let's find something that we can do that will not only, you know, promote us to, you know, have a hobby and something to look forward to and really enjoy um, at home, you know, being with, you know, being with this newborn, but also something that would force us to get out of the house at least once a month, you know, Mm -hmm. um, because that's another thing is then you just go home and you don't really have the energy to do anything or go anywhere. Um, and you can't really put a lot of, you know, time and dedication to things because you have work and a child. Right. So, um, so I remember, this is remember I said about the awesome thing. So I had done the awesome a couple of years before that. And that's when I said to her, I said, you know what, what about cosplay? Like, she's like, well, what do you mean? And I'm like, well, it's something that we can do together at home. You said you wanted to pick up sewing because your grandmother was a seamstress. So, you know, like you wanted to really pick up sewing and learn sewing and she's still around. So while she's still around, you know, she have her there to help you too. Yeah. Um, and I said, you know, I, you know, I've always wanted to become a little bit more handy with my hands and a little bit more artistic or like artistic, you know, being better at drawing and things like that. So I was like, maybe I'll just focus on doing armor and props and things like that. And, you know, and it would force us to get out of the house, you know, once a month, once every two months to go to a, a convention, you know, to, to show off our hard work. And she, we loved the idea. We both loved the idea. So we decided to do that. And, um, you know, that's, that's basically the story behind that. That's awesome. So you used it as a, as a way to, to build relationship, to build connection. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, I think that's a lot of, of what it's about, you know, getting out to conventions and, and connecting with, with others and, and with yourself sometimes. Um, so what was the last convention that you attended before everything happened? Oh, goodness. Um, it's hard because I, towards the end, uh, last two or three years, I haven't really attended a lot of conventions. It's been a little bit more difficult. Okay. Um, the last convention though, all right, so in the later part of my cosplay life, um, so basically we've covered the beginning, now at the end, the <laughs> yeah. time, um, I had started doing less conventions um, for the sake of just my own personal 
one man show as so to speak. Cause that's mm-hmm. basically what it was is it was just a, it was a one man play on, on, on lakes, you know, walking around the convention floor. So, um, I, I started doing less personal stuff and I came across an organization that basically just suited me 100% perfectly. And that was Saber Guild. Now, if anybody doesn't know Saber Guild is, um, they may have heard of cost. It's a costume club. First off, um, it's a costume club in the star Wars universe. Many people know of the 501st and the possibly the rebel legion. Um, there's a couple others, you know, like droid builders and such, but, um, you know, those are the most famous ones and they're, they're, um, preferred by Lucasfilms, you know, they're not, they're not exactly approved, but Lucasfilms leaves them alone because they do so much work. And the 501st has been around for a long time, a lot of charity work. Well, they are just a costume club though. So they, they build these incredible costumes and they do all this charity work by attending events um, uh, you know, sporting events, raising money for, you know, the children's hospitals and things like that. So I came across Saber Guild, which was similar. It was a Star Wars um, uh, costume club, um, but there was two distinctions. One, they only allow characters that are light uh, lightsaber wielding characters. So Jedi, Sith. Um, and two, unlike the other costume groups, they actually do live action shows. So they do lightsaber choreography combat. So, you know, if, uh, you know, it's basically they do a play, there's acting, there's, there's lightsaber fights. It's, 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 it's a lot of fun. And That's so cool. uh, we do these shows to uh, a raise money for charity directly uh, by doing like sporting events. Like we do uh, the New Jersey devils uh, at least once a year. Uh, we do the Lakewood blue claws baseball show once a year. Um, and then those organizations obviously donate in our cause, um, and, or two, we do a lot of community awareness and community strengthening. So we'll go to, we'll go to the libraries, no charge, um, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, to help promote people going out to the libraries and supporting the library, um, you know, things like that. So, um, you know, that's, I found that organization and that's basically what I've been doing for like the last two or three years, mostly. I mean, occasionally I get to whip out one of my own creations, but normally I'm just doing that because it's just, it's basically what I wanted to do from cosplay to begin with is, you know, again, like it's fun to go out and hang out with your friends and take pictures and do photo shoots and things like that. But, you know, I really wanted to do more. I wanted to do the acting, you know, I wanted to do uh, the martial arts and the stage combat. Um, Eventually I wanted to plug down this fan film, but it's, you know, hard getting, uh, you know, actors and all on the same schedule and living in two oh, yeah. states. <laughs> yeah. uh, and it looks like Nick Bateman beat me to it. So, um, you know, I, but it's, you know, it's, it's really something I wanted to do and what I've been doing for the last uh, two or three years. So I don't remember my last convention. Um, I think my last convention was a garden, one of the garden state comic conventions, the one of the okay. two they have during the year. Uh, this, the, the, it wasn't the one at the men in arena. I think it was, uh, it was like their winter version or something. It was sometime last year and it was a Sabre Guild event. Um, we did a bunch of Padawan trainings and, you know, teaching the little ones how to use a lightsaber. And it was a lot of, it was a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. so basically the only conventions I've been attending lately and that's been, oh, well, probably about a year at least now. Yeah, yeah. So take us through some of your reactions to, you know, all these things getting canceling. So not just conventions, but also your Saber Guild stuff, I imagine, got canceled as well. Um, well, 
I think initially nobody really realized how, let's face it, this is, this is freaking horrible. You know, like nobody realized how, how brutal this was really going to be, you know, Mm -hmm. like in our worst nightmare, we were like, oh, it's going to be like three months. Everything's locked down. You can't do anything so forth. Now here we are hitting August, you know, it's, this started back in March. Mm -hmm. So we're going into five months now. And, you know, even though people are like, well, you know, everything's just reopening up, but what's really reopening up, you know, like, let's be, let's be real here. Um, You know, yeah, you know, you can go eat at a restaurant or something like that. But, you know, if, if if I want to, you know, for instance, Saber Guild is still, is still down. I mean, they gave us these, you know, procedures, we can use masks, you know, with certain as long as it has certain patterns on it, you know, it stays in the, keeps the real, the illusion of the Jedi and Sith being from another place, you know, because they, they want people coming in contact with us to believe that we're Jedi and Sith. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, especially little kids. So we don't want to be wearing something with, you know, Bugs Bunny on it, you know, but that's, right, right. doesn't really make sense. So, <laughs> but you know, they, they, they gave us these, these regulations about wearing masks and if we do events and things like that, but you know, nobody's doing events. It's, <laughs> That's right. the thing. Like they can keep opening things up, but this is going to go on for a long time because even after, you know, the officials say this can go back, this can start to happen again, that people are scared. People are, you know, yeah. scarred. So like, you know, even if they started um, saying like, you know, New York Comic Con, for instance, hasn't officially been canceled yet. You know, what if New York Comic Con said, as far as I know, it may have happened recently, but it wasn't in the last like few weeks. So yeah. what if New York Comic Con decided to say they're going to do their event? How many people do you think are actually going to go? Yeah, or how many people would even be allowed to go? I mean, New York has, you know, been a hot spot, you know, at right. times throughout this. So yeah, absolutely. yeah, yeah. That's but I mean, but just hypothetically saying like, you know, if right, the convention right. had decided to open up in the next, you know, two or three months, you know, and even if it was approved by whatever governor or whatnot, like who's really going to go though? Because everybody mm-hmm. knows of the con crud. Any cosplayer knows of the con crud. Oh, and it's yeah. bad enough. It's bad enough when you don't have some kind of secret super virus coming after you. Like it's, you know, it's just, um, you know, so, you know, there, yeah, there would be a lot of people. I'd be like, I'm going to wear my mask. I'm not going to come in contact with people. I'm going to go look at my comic books and things like that. But, you know, I guarantee you at least, you know, 60 to 70% of the the general attendance is not going to be there. Right, um, right. So, I mean, it's, yeah. Yeah, because it is it is really hard to socially distance at conventions. Yes, um, yes. My, in a personal thing, like what it's affecting with me on that is that, you know, um, I don't know if they continue to do it because I, you know, I said I don't feel comfortable doing it like this, but uh, I know Saber Guild did have I, uh, they started rehearsals again. They did one rehearsal. I don't know if they've done more. Um, it was a park rehearsal, so it's done outside. Mm-hmm. Um, they all have to wear masks and there was no fight choreography allowed to be done or fight choreography practice. Um, the only thing that we could do was be practicing these solo forms, which is basically, if you've ever watched a karate competition, it's when the one guy is just basically punching the air in a series of moves. Uh, we have seven different forms, just like in you know Star Wars lore, the seven different lightsaber forms. So we have solo forms we can you know learn and practice. 
Uh, and then, you know, working drills solo, just basically an instructor, you know, teaching different techniques without working with somebody else. Mm -hmm. So to me, you scratched your head when I first said that. Yeah, I did. That <laughs> Not was, that anyone saw I mean, that, but. <laughs> I, you know, I probably shouldn't say this because I, you know, like it might get myself in trouble, but like that was my, basically was my first response was like, um, well, you know, for me, I joined this organization for two reasons. One was to be able to do something that I enjoyed doing while doing charity. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like this, because of the fact that it was a charity organization, that's why I give them so much of my time because I mm -hmm. wanted to do something good for the world while still doing something that, you know, fills my soul. And the yeah. second thing is, is I came here to fight. I came here to look like a badass. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I want, you know, like, you know, I, I want to do fight choreography. It's something that I'm very passionate about. It's great exercise. I'm like, um, you know, I'm sorry. I know it may, you know, be like a little bit like kind of arrogant or elitist, but I don't need to swing my saber around in the air. I do that at home. You know, that's, that's part of, you know, <laughs> that's part of me training and practice. I do my basic moves at home to keep them sharp and keep my form fresh. Mm -hmm. And when I come here, I come here to work with a partner and to come up with new exciting, uh, fights to put into shows. Right. And, um, and I said, but you know, that wasn't really the main reason. The other reason was because I was concerned because, um, you know, being out there in the summertime, physical exertion with a mask is a terrible for me. Um, you know, I already turn red beet as a cherry when I'm exercising and things like that. I don't need any more, you know, hindrance on, you know, breathing and things like that. So mm. uh, I was like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to fold from this. You know, like if I was out jogging around my neighborhood, I wouldn't be wearing a mask. I'm not coming in contact with people. Um, and it's just, it's just not a smart idea. It's a great way to hyperventilate, um, right. you know, but uh, you know, but uh, doing something like that, you know, like I could see the, the fact that people want to wear masks, but I, I just didn't want to take the risk. So I feel like I just want to sit cool and tight until, um, you know, until things are a little bit more lax, you know, that we can practice outside, maybe not inside, you know, confined in a space, but you know, that people will be a little bit more braver about practicing outside, maybe not doing any kind of melee, like, you know, uh, a lot of fights happen, you know, if you ever watch, you know, an actual sword fight, it's usually it starts off your distance from your opponent and you use your blade to move in and, and make you know, actual grab contact. So it's mm. the same thing with a, with a, you know, when you're putting together a fight scene, it's not just whacking blades the entire time. There's sometimes you're moving in, you make, you know, uh, punch your opponent or grab their tunic and there's a lot of body, you know, there's a lot of actual contact, you know? So yeah. maybe, I, I don't know, maybe I hope eventually we'll be able to practice outside, um, you know, without masks. Um, but, you know, maybe just doing more of the, maybe do a fencing uh, fight rather than a, you know, brawl and sock and fight so where there's yeah. just blades touching because like honestly each blade is three feet anyway you know most each each the standard blade is three feet so you put two yeah, of those but, together on six oh, feet <laughs> there you go we can do math <laughs> there was actually a, a very popular meme going around in the star wars groups uh about uh to how to regulate safe distance and you take a lightsaber and you hold it arms like nice i love yeah. it so, you know, it sounds like, you know, Saber Guild isn't really, you know, what it used to be. Conventions aren't going on. So what are you doing to, to sort of feed your cosplay spirit? Um, well, I have not. I, I'm looking at my workbench over here, too, and I still have, like, so many pieces and things over there. But I just, I haven't built anything in a while. And mm -hmm. my friend Jerry, um, who went into the Air Force uh, about a year or so ago, 
Um, he's been training for like two years. Um, over the course of the years that he was getting ready for the Air Force, like he spoiled me with tons of comics because I never really bought comics and stuff like that. Like I said, I enjoy these characters, but I was never really a huge comic book person. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I got in it for, you know, being able to play these characters and things. Um, so I'm catching up on my comic book reading and stuff like that. He gave me tons of stuff. He gave me like all these dolls and stuff. Whenever you go to a, a flea market and he found a gambit, he'd buy a gambit. And I've got every gambit uh, figurine ever to be created. Oh my gosh, um, that's awesome. So on top of that, he gave me a ton of foam and I could build like, I could build an entire Iron Man suit if I wanted to. <laughs> my foam is on high here, but I just, I honestly, oh, have not, I have not had the, um, the drive to really do it. It's, you know, not just the, not just the quarantine, but, you know, as we briefly discussed before we went live, there's some things going on in my life. That's been some life changing things that have been, you know, very hard to deal with. And it came at the worst time because it happened right before this, this uh, pandemic. Mm. So it's been really hard for me to find motivation, but um, somehow, um, you know, I managed to, and I forced myself, actually, I forced myself to do this once a week um, on, a, on a weekend day. Uh, I teach a lightsaber class uh, online for Saber Guild. So, oh, um, that's cool. We had a lot of new people coming in and they're mm-hmm. fresh, you know, they're green. And then this, this pandemic happened. And now, you know, like, I want to be able to give them the opportunity that, you know, hey, guys, like, this may go on for six months on for a year maybe even two years before anybody's comfortable with large gatherings going to doing shows and you know who knows how long it's going to last but mm-hmm. you know at least during this time you can use it to get better you know to to really learn how to you know wield your lightsaber correctly to better yourself as a performer you know to improve your acting skills maybe even to pick up a new uh, a new uh, a weapon i mean like you know i am very passionate about the staff it's my favorite so Big surprise, my Jedi fights with the staff. Spice nice. with double blade lightsaber. So, you know, I know that there was two people that had joined recently that have Ray costumes and they wanted to learn how to use the staff. And I was going to, you know, start doing more staff classes. So, you know, since then I've been doing staff classes and the classes reach other temples across the world because we have temples across the world. Um, and they're really appreciating it because there's not a lot of instruction for some of the stuff that's just not single saber. So, you know, for people to get, you know, and hands-on instruction too, like live instructions. Mm-hmm. I've been doing that. That's been kind of uplifting my spirits. I've mainly been taking a step back anyway and just kind of relaxing, um, you know, getting into other things, getting into, you know, maybe some gaming, getting into uh, drawing, drawing. I do some drawing though. I'm, nice. you know, I had to find an artist. That, I think that's been my artistic outlet. Uh, mm-hmm. I wanted to get better at drawing. I, 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 I used to, when I was a young, young kid, Pokemon had just come out. Okay, so like we're talking like when I was in middle school, uh, I remember sitting at my computer and Pokemon had come on, and I'm like, "What show is that? That looks familiar." And it was like the like the first episode, the first airing. It was like the the the, the series debut. I just got home from school, and so they said Pikachu and something else, and I'm just like, "That's Pokemon." I remember playing that game like a couple of years back, you know, because it was like it just like. Um, it just come over here and things like that. So, um, but anyway, back then, you know, I tinkered around with drawing a friend of mine, bought me a charcoal set and I started drawing, uh, you know, uh, Pokemon cards, you know, like the characters on the Pokemon cards. So, oh, that's so cool. 
and then that extended to some more drawing, but then somewhere I stopped, you know, and, you know, I never really continued with it. So I, I recently decided like, you know, what am I going to do with my time? You know, I need to, you know, as I said before, in the beginning of the interview, I wanted to teach myself stuff. I like to constantly learn new things. You know, I want to learn as much as I can. So I, I was like, you know, I haven't drawn in forever and let me pick that up and let me see if I can, you know, get a little better at it to where I can actually draw some still life and stuff rather than just, you know, basic animation cartoons and things like that. So I've been working on that recently. That's been uh, filling my creative bug. That is awesome. So I, you know, I really appreciate your vulnerability and saying like, this has been hard. Um, and then also, you know, taking whatever time you need to rediscover things that you're passionate about. Um, and it sounds like that that has been uh, a great outlet for you. Anybody that's, I, I know what it's like, um, again, pandemic on top of tragedies in my life right now, like it's, it's depression is real. Like I, I fight it every day. Um, I go, you know, once a month to my brothers just to see my nephews and to try to get my mind off of things, but it's working home, working home. You know, there's nothing, mm -hmm. there's nowhere else I can go. You know, it's nothing else I can really do. Um, so I understand what people are going through. And I think people don't realize that, like, you know, some people blow it off, like, it's no big deal. You know, you just, you know, yeah, I mean, for, for, for some of us geeks and nerds, it's great, you know, like, just like to sit in the room and play video games. Like, this is, <laughs> this is like freaking heaven. You, nobody's, nobody's expecting you to be anywhere. You can just catch up on your 40 games that you still haven't gotten to yet. Like, you know, especially if you didn't, you know, if you were, uh, you know, uh, if you were laid off and you're collecting unemployment and things like that, like you didn't have to worry about, it. but like, you know, I had to go to work for the entire pandemic. So it was basically just work at home and it's, and I take public transportation on top of that. So it's, wow. been, it's been, it's been really brutal. And yeah. so I understand what everybody's going through. So the only recommendation I can do is like, you know, use the, again, use this time to learn something you've never wanted to learn. I mean, you've never had the, the chance to learn. You've, never, you've always wanted to, but you've never had the chance. And like mm. it's out there. You know, there's, there's numerous resources that you have being so lucky being in this era of information. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of terrible news out there and a lot of fake news and people with too many opinions and, you know, uh, complaints and just a whole bunch of toxic crap. But, you know, there's a part of the internet. You know, I, I sound like, Rick, I sound like record Ralph breaks the internet, right? He's like, it's, <laughs> never read the comments, right? But there's, you know, there, there's bad parts, but it's not all bad. You know, there's like, there's mm -hmm. tons of stuff that you can learn. And I think that's what, you know, will help, you know, if, if you're suffering from that, you know, and, you know, and you're finding it really hard to think about when's life going to go, you know, when's life going to return? Because this isn't living. It's not living for any of us. You know, we need people. That's the hardest thing. But until until we can do that again, I, I recommend that you find, you know, something, just think about something that you've always wanted to learn. You know, did you, if you always wanted to learn how to do a handstand, you, know, have you, mm -hmm. you know, always wanted to learn how to, you wanted to get more in shape. That's one thing that I, you know, doing now I'm exercising again. I, you know, put on a little bit of a dad bod. So I'm trying to like, <laughs> you know, drop the weight again. I look at my, if you look at my profile picture on my actual private Facebook, uh, there's a picture of me, um, doing monkey staff. So I'm like leaping in the air with the staff and I'm doing a, a flying sidekick and I'm looking at that body. And I'm like, man, I was, that was when I was doing gambit hardcore and I was training and I'm like, I looked great. I look at me now and I'm just like, Oh goodness. I can barely get my OB on for my Jedi. Like, <laughs> so it's, you know, it's, um, 
you know, like it's something I want to do, but like, again, you know, the resources are there do that. It will help, you know? And then the other thing is, is, um, I'm starting to learn. This is really nice. Um, you know, video calls, you know, like social media calls, like do it, you know, one night I was really, um, something had happened. Um, and I was at my lowest of low and I reached out to my guildmates, um, you know, uh, survival line. And I was like, Hey guys, anybody want to meet me uh, on a video call tonight? Um, had something happened today and I'm going to get completely drunk and wasted and I want to have company. So like eight, 10 of my friends popped up on there and they, <laughs> we sat there and played uh, drinking family feud and <laughs> it was, it was absolutely awesome. I regret nothing, um, and, <laughs> but it really helped, you know, because yeah. I hadn't, hadn't really had a talk with anybody for a while and I've been going through everything alone. So, you know, it was like, you know, it was great. Right. It was really and, What's really important about that is that um, you didn't do it alone. So, you know, what, whatever people are feeling during this time, those feelings are real and you're not alone in those feelings. Uh, you know, like you're saying earlier, you know, we have so much at our fingertips. We have people at our fingertips. You know, they may not be in front of us or even six feet away from us, but they are here. Um, and, you know, please, I mean, reach out. I mean, we speak for Isla Pow, reach out to us. There are, there are helplines, uh, convention friends are great people to reach out to. Um, if you're part of the Sabre Guild, it sounds like, uh, those are great people to reach out to, too. Yeah. And not just, not just through like private messaging and things like that, like actually get on a video call because hmm. believe it or not, well, not believe it or not, it's just, it's just plain fact, like 90%, like, uh, the majority of, um, communication is not, you know, through words. Okay. It's, it's all yeah. language. It's, it's facial expressions. It's, you know, it's, it's I think so it's something like, like 85% of our communication is nonverbal. So yes, yeah. Exactly. That's yeah. exactly what that. So that's so, an um, excellent point. Excellent point. You need, you need that if you want, like, that's what I think is the hardest part about this. I looked at everything because I thought about this the other day and before you had actually, you know, called me about this. And I was just like, you know, um, I could say like not having convention has just been tough. You know, I can say not been able to do Sabre Guild shows and, you know, go to the hospitals and see the, you know, the, the terminal kids and just like, I, you know, like all this has been really difficult, but I don't think it's really the fact that I can't go out to a convention or to a, a sporting game or do a, a show. I think the worst part about it is the fact that I can't have social time mm. with people. Like that's been the hardest part about it. Like, you know, is for all the tough talking I do about like I joined Saber Guild to do charity work and to do fights and look cool. I also join them because I enjoy spending time with these people, you mm -hmm. know, and and I enjoy working with them, you know, artistically and professionally. Like I, you know, and and just having that human contact, you know, like I would get at least two or three hugs by the time, you know, during the time that I would, you know, be rehearsing from one person to another, you know, like, you know, that, that human contact, that physical contact, that, that live conversation, um, mm -hmm. you know, it's just, it, it's, it's just irreplaceable, you know, mm -hmm. like I can not do shows and not do conventions and not do, you know, uh, all these other things and I can find other things to fill my life. I can start drawing, I can play video games, I can write a play, I can, you know, make a one man movie or something like, you know, like I used to do the, you know, I do those, the videos all the time it was showing my progress. And, you know, that wasn't just me getting better, like say with the staff, 
but that was also another project because I got to do video editing and music and things like that, which was, you know, and editing everything together and doing my own projects. So like I can find things to fill my time in my life, but you know, being a part like this is the most difficult thing because you can't find a replacement for human connections. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, that's something that, you know, maybe people aren't realizing on the surface, you know, they're concerned with, I can't go out to a bar, you know, I, or hell, it's the dating scene is pretty much dead, especially if you're doing online dating. Nobody wants to meet a stranger. You don't know where they've been. <laughs> like before it was like, no, no big deal. Like you, you know, like you, 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 you'd meet somebody and you was like, Hey, you want to go meet for a cup of coffee? It's like, now people don't, people only want to meet for a coffee. Like, I don't even, I mean, I got to wipe down my phone after talking to you. It's like, <laughs> You know, so oh like, I mean, there's, there's all of, you know, like there's all these things that you can do, but like, yeah, the, I, I don't think that people realize that the underlying issue, the thing that's making you feel so icky right now is the fact that you just, mm. you're missing a, an essential part of being human, which is right. the connections that you have with other yeah. people. We, we need people. Okay, Jack, this is a, we should do this again sometime podcast ad take one. In a world where laughter was king. No, in a world, Jack. What do you mean, no, in a world? It's not that kind of podcast. In a land that... No, in a land either. In a time... No, I don't think so. In a land before time. Jack, this is a cartoon movie, and we may get to it if you use that. Uh, can you say We Should Do This Again Sometime? It's hosted by Kat Chinetti and V. Mark Rob, please. One man. No. When your life is no longer your own. What, what does that mean? When everything you know is wrong. Okay, bro, that's enough. We should do this again sometime with Kat and Mark coming to a podcast app near you. Someone get this guy out the booth, please. No, I like it in here. So if people want to get involved in Saber Guild or, um, you know, so some of the other things you mentioned, like, you know, where can they go? What can they do? Um, well, it's whatever organization you want to join. They're all pretty much the, well, let's say just for the Star Wars uh, costume clubs that I know of. I mean, I know there's some other costume clubs out there, um, but I know specifically for the LFL groups, uh, which stands for Lucas Films Limited, um, they, um, they all basically have the same requirement. Saber Guild doesn't require you any special requirements other than the other groups do. Um, so it's not like we require you to pass a physical and all sort of stuff like that. It's not really the thing. Um, so all you have to do is really have a costume and have it approved. That's pretty much all there is to it. Um, depending on what um, organization that you join depends on your costume. So, you know, if you're a Vader or a Stormtrooper or anything involving like the Empire and the bad guys, uh, you know, some Sith can get in there as well. Uh, that's the 501st. They're the biggest and the oldest group. Um, then there's the Rebel Legion. If you have a, a Rebel character, so like your Luke's, your Leia's, your... Um, Obi-Wan's and things like that. Mm -hmm. uh, any rebel characters would go to Rebel Legion. Um, if you will actually into electronics and you want to build yourself life-size droids and they're absolutely gorgeous pieces of work there. Oh, I got, I love it when the guy brings the R2 to like our, um, to our shows and like as a Jedi standing as a Jedi and a kid comes up and you're standing next to R2 and you just start having a conversation with R2 and they're over there in the corner controlling him with like a, like a, a gaming control, like a, a RC control. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's turning his head and talking to me and beep, 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 beep. And oh, all my stuff like that. God. So, like, That's awesome. And you could just make up a conversation with him and the kids. Right. Just, like, jaw drops like they yeah. can't believe. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So is, is Saber Guild, like, are, are they accepting new people right now? 
Yeah, um, absolutely. You can still join the organizations. Obviously, we won't be doing much as far as events. Um, so we um, at Saber Guild, we have what's called a costume concert. They're one of the one of the four um, uh, council people that we have. Uh, we have a Jedi council. Um, and That's they, awesome. That's so um, cool. <laughs> and so you know, like we have a director, a local—I mean, a local director, assistant director, a stage for uh, stage. Um, uh, excuse me. Uh, uh, stage director and a costume counselor and the costume counselor's job is basically to get you approved. Mm -hmm. So, um, you can go, if you wanted to grow, if you wanted to join Saber Guild, now I explained the difference with Saber Guild. Um, you know, you can be a Jedi and join Rebel Legion or be a Sith and join 501st. But if you want to actually be one of the a Jedi or Sith and you actually want to do uh, live shows, then you would join Saber Guild and you could go onto the website, uh, which is saberguild.org, I believe. Um, and they have, uh, in one of the tabs, you'll find uh, costume uh, regulations. And there it'll break down everything that your costume will need to have, you know, from the colors to the fabrics to, you know, mm. uh, you know everything that they accept. Like, you know, if you're doing a, a Jedi, how long your tabard should be, where, you know, how long your tunic should be. Like, all these things that will keep you from getting approved, they'll let you know what they are. Um, and... Uh, once you do that, if you build your costume, normally you would come to a rehearsal and the costume counselor would work with you directly, but you can still contact her, you know, say, hey, I'm interested in this. And you can ask her any questions you want. Um, if you want to get a, in contact with our costume counselor, you can go on to, um, for New Jersey, is Saber Guild Corellia. Um, okay. On our Facebook page, you can contact our Facebook page and they'll put you in touch with the costume counselor. Um, uh, you know, the other temples, depending on where you live, you can go on Saber Guild to see what temples in your area. They should have contact information there. Eventually you'll be able to get through. But the person you want to talk to is the costume counselor. Um, you can make your own costume. You can have it commissioned. Um, we actually have people in our temple that can do costumes as well. Um, oh, wow. So they can always meet up with you and pick up your fabric and, you know, and make your costume for you. Um, then normally she would also take the pictures. She would have you come to rehearsal when your kit's completed, take pictures, send it into our the global council, um, who's in charge of all the temples. Um, wow. and they have final, they have final approve your, your costume. Um, and once your costume's approved, you're a member of the organization. There's no other requirements for you to do that. Okay. Um, so normally the track would be that people would come in and they would attend rehearsals with us and they'd learn how to use a saber while they were working on their costume because all of these costumes have to be uh, movie quality. So uh, mm. because of the fact that Lucasfilms approves us, we're under a tight, you know, restriction on what costumes, you know, will be approved. They have to look, okay. you know, screen accurate. Yeah. Um, it's, not, it's, not as, it's not as bad as it sounds. It's really right. not. Well, it sounds, doing... yeah, it sounds like there's help too. Yeah, there's, there's definitely help. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. And it's, and it's not difficult. I got approved on my first try. Um, I had one of the, the, the girls that was in there uh, do it for me, uh, you know, to make the robes. It's just expensive, you know, like, mm -hmm. when you're, like for instance, a basic Jedi and Sith, you know, you're talking about a belt could be anywhere. The cheapest is 45. It could go up to a couple of hundred dollars just for the belt. Wow. You know, then you have like, then you have the fabrics and I bought like 20 yard, uh, $20 a yard fabric because I wanted really high quality threads, high thread count. I want it to be nice. Of and course, handy. of course. So, um, <laughs> And I found this awesome material too that breathes, so I don't get overheated. But, um, nice. uh, but you know, like the fabric alone for that was over a hundred dollars. You know, and then yeah. you have to have your own. Um, you have to have like official sabers. Like you have to have battle ready sabers. So like, uh, it has to be like an ultra saber or a 
Vader's vault or uh, Saber Forge. It has to be one that's approved that can take, you know, hits because we are actually doing combat on stage. So, um, and, but, mm -hmm. you know, and, and a Saber like that could, you can find one as cheap, you know, super basic, you know, for, you know, about maybe about $150 or something like that. But, you know, then you talk about me with yeah. the staff and I had to buy two and it was like came up like $500 right. just for my staff. So, Wow. It be, so, so it's an investment. Yes, it is an investment, but the best thing about it is, is that once you have one costume and you get to create your own character, like once you have one costume, you're good for life. Like it's, you know, you don't have to make another That's costume true. unless you want to do another That's character. true. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So Saber Guild, awesome way to get involved and stay connected. Um, did I see that you're doing an X-Men shoot? Um, all right. So a guy reached out to me a couple of days ago. He's a new photographer. He's in the Philadelphia area. Um, and he wants to create a cosplay portfolio. So he just contacted me. It's like, you know, hey, dude, I love your gambit. You know, I was wondering if you'd take some pictures. Maybe, you know, some people. I'm trying to build this portfolio. And I was like, yeah, man, you know, I, I don't mind. I, you know, like, because I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, it's safe, you know, like, you know, like a photographer, me taking pictures. I'm not in contact with lots of people because I think that's one thing that people have to remember. The reason why conventions are canceled and shows are canceled is because it's large groups of people, okay? Nobody's saying right. that you can't have a couple of friends over and have a nice dinner party or something like that. You know, you have to, you know, but you don't really want to be working with people you don't really know um, because, um, you know, you don't know where they've been. You don't know, you know, how they're taking the pandemic and how they're, you know, handling it and things like that. So, like, mm -hmm. um, I wouldn't recommend, you know, doing a photo shoot with people that you haven't met before, but, you know... Obviously, the photographer is one person, and I expect, being that if he's not getting pictures taken, he should be following certain protocols as social distancing and masks. But um, yeah, well, I, what, you know, taking a picture, you're, you know, you're pretty <laughs> distant, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't think, I mean, again, as long as we are all, you know, again, wearing masks, we're, you know, keeping your hands clean, we're not, you know, uh, hugging each other and rubbing up on each other. Like, I think, I think it's okay to do some activities outside, take some pictures, you know. Um, obviously it's not going to be a big gathering. I only put it out there because, um, I'm sorry. I love you cosplayers, but you are the worst at committing to stuff within a certain amount of time. And, and you'd like to cancel. Ooh, burn. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I, I throw the interest out there into the world. Like it could be a big shoot, but I guarantee you there's only going to be about, you know, a handful of people, three or four people. And then, you know, we're mainly going to probably just be taking, uh, um, uh, single portraits and things like that. This is to give the guys some stuff for his portfolio. And, you know, I figured, you know, this is something that if you, again, if, if you're looking for suggestions on what you can do, you know, nobody says that you can't cosplay. Okay. Don't sit here and tell me that, Oh, my cosplay is over because I can't go to conventions and I can't get all this attention from all these people. No, if you love cosplay, okay. Make yourself a damn costume and, Get a hold of a photographer friend or any friend for that matter. Go find a nice backdrop and take some pictures. You know, like there's nothing stopping you from doing that now. You know, yes, it's perfectly, yes, it's perfectly fine. So, and and you know, if you truly if you truly love cosplay for what it is, you know, that is an option for you. I mean, I know it sucks. Okay, we love going to conventions. We love getting gratification. Uh, you know, for for our hard work. But, you know, you can do that online, too. You know, again, it sucks for me. I like the person-to-person -person contact. Like I just said, we talked about it for 10 minutes. <laughs> I love creating an experience. I love meeting people 
in person and creating that experience for them. But mm -hmm. you know, um, you know, I can't do that. But that doesn't mean I have to stop cosplaying. Okay. Yes. Sure. You know, being out in your neighborhood versus a convention might get you some weird looks in costume, but who cares? Oh, good. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't see anybody taking pictures of you, you know, like, there you go. Cool. Like, I mean, this is all the motivation I need. Don, this is, <laughs> Dexby has given us some real talk. <laughs> so there's no excuses. Uh, do, do your thing. Just be um, safe, okay? Don't do yeah. like the, don't do the end game shoot that we did like last year where it was a hundred cosplayers to commemorate uh, Avengers Endgame. Oh, Let's geez. don't do that. Right, right. <laughs> that might be a bad <laughs> idea. But you know, if you want to get your Powerpuff Girls together and you guys want to do a little trio shoot, then go ahead. I mean, it's, you know, like- I love that. Take, take your mask off, hold your breath, take your picture, put your mask back on. <laughs> whatever, whatever makes you feel comfortable, you do it, okay? Right. Just no large gatherings. Just, just avoid the large gatherings, uh, avoid the kissy pictures, you know, things like that. You know, I, I think you guys will be fine. I mean, they tell us, this is one of the reasons why I probably wouldn't go to a Saber Girl event. They said, if I take a picture with somebody, I have to be six feet from them. And it's just such an awkward picture, so I'd rather just not do it. <laughs> like, <laughs> Fair I enough. I want to be like, I'm sorry, child, but you're going to have to stand over there with your little germs, okay? And I'm going to stand over here. <laughs> with your little germs? Oh, my God. But I mean, you know, like, again, don't, don't just meet up with random people. Make sure you know the people and, you know, you can trust them and things like that. I would recommend. But, you know, eventually, you know, we have to start taking some risks. We can't lock ourselves inside with fear of, you know, stepping outside and magically catching something like just be smart about it, you know, try to, you know, keep distance as much. Don't, you know, it's like when I'm walking down the street and I see people cross the street over a busy highway just so they don't pass you. And I'm like, you're not going to catch a virus by just walking past me. Okay. We'd have to sit here and talk face to face for five, 10 minutes. That's how you catch it. That's why they're saying social distance. Don't sit there and have a conversation, you know, in, in that normal three, three foot range. You know, if you're going to stand and have a conversation with somebody, stand back, you know, uh, but you don't have to be, you know, as, you know, worried about like that. You know, obviously if you have issues, you know, I wouldn't take any risks. I'd probably lock myself in my room. Um, but you know, I don't, I don't have those issues. So yeah. It's not as much, but just be smart about it. You know? Yeah. Be smart, be safe, be you. And uh, speaking of you, give us all the plugs. Where can we find you and all your cosplay awesomeness? Um, well, I had a Facebook page. I still have a Facebook page. I, I update it once a year, I think. Um, so <laughs> I, wouldn't, I really wouldn't go there. Um, my Instagram is where I do most of my updating, besides my personal Facebook account, obviously, um, which is DexB Entertainment. So D-E-X-B period entertainment. Uh, that's on Instagram. Um, if you're having trouble finding it, you can type in uh, Real Life Gambit or Gambit the Duelist because I did a Gambit Yu-Gi-Oh crossover and I'm one of the only few people that have done that. So, <gasps> so, so cool. those are, um, those are um, yeah, the dual disc and everything. And I got the wind blowing. So my coat like was, because I, you know, I had that really nice coat that like flows yeah. when I walk because the material is made out of. So like the wind caught it and it stuck out just like all of the Yu-Gi-Oh coats. You know how the Yu-Gi-Oh coats stick out in the yeah, back? Yeah. I got it just perfect. Jerry got that picture for me. I was oh like, Oh my gosh, that's awesome. <laughs> um, but if you're finding, having problems finding it, it's those, those two tags, you should be able to find me in those tags. They're not as, um, you know, real life Gambit or, or, or uh, uh, Gambit the Duelist. Those tags are not as heavily saturated with, you know, just Gambit stuff. So. Right. Right. Awesome. Oh, well Don, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for this real talk. This has been amazing.
Absolutely. Excellent. Anytime. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And this has been It's Like a Podcast or Whatever. Stay sweet, sugars. This is a hyphen podcast production.